Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dans notre corps, au quotidien, c'est sur Taïwan. Jerusalem boogie to us, perhaps, but to the birds it meant that... Society 13 and Progzilla Radio proudly present Frog Watch. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousey, a.k.a. Watch Watch. And welcome back to another episode of Prague Watch. I am your host, Big Tony the Prague Squatch, and I'd like to thank you all for coming along for the ride, my brothers and sisters in Prague. This week I've got a feature lined up on Melodic Prague's The Room, but first, I think we'll take another voyage of progressive discovery with our resident reviewer and good bloke, Dr. Rob Fisher of the Progressive Aspect in Prague Radar. Now we'll hear from Rob. This week's edition of Progressive Discoveries takes a look at how a band can use progressive music to explore their sense of who they are and, in the process, gradually change how they sound and the ways in which they express themselves. Wolverine are a Swedish band originally formed in 1995 by vocalist Stefan Zell and drummer Marcus Losbjör, who were united by their interest in death metal. Since their first EP, Fervent Dream, released in 1999, they have relentlessly explored progressive and melodic forms of music to continually reinvent themselves and what they want to do with their music. Their fifth studio album, Machina Viva, was released in July on Sensory Records and captures just how far they have traveled in leaving their metal origins behind. Machina Viva is captivating and chillingly beautiful. It has a dark, sullen atmosphere and a permeating moodiness which is consistent with their origins. But this now serves as a stage to express progressive layers of dynamic melodies and piercing instrumental voices. You also hear greater diversity and range of influences in the songs. French horns gently blend with electronica, whilst orchestral layers appear alongside a track revisited solely for the cello. Machina Viva is a wonderful demonstration of a band who are relishing the possibilities of what progressive music is allowing them to do. That was Rob Fisher's assessment of the latest album by the band Wolverine. Now let's have a listen. This is Our Last Goodbye.
Once again, that was Our Last Goodbye from the just-released album Machina Viva by Wolverine. If you want to see a full review of the album by Rob, check the show notes at progwatch.com a little later in the week. You can also find more of Rob's work at theprogressiveaspect.net and progradar.org. Now I'd like to get to our main feature on The Room. 
The Room are a melodic rock band from the southeast of the UK. The five band members bring together a broad range of musical influences, which has helped form the band's distinctive style. Formed in 2010 by Martin Wilson and Steve Anderson, formerly from the prog rock band Grey Lady Down, they were joined by Andy Rowe, Andrew Ray, and Steve Checkley. Eventually, Andrew Ray was replaced by current drummer Chris York. The band have two albums to their credit thus far, and are often gigging around England. A few weeks ago, I caught up with Andy Rowe, bass player, who has a great voice and in fact does voiceover work, and singer Martin Wilson. So today my esteemed guests are Martin and Andy from The Room. Hi, guys. Yeah, hi, I'm off. No, sorry, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we start that again? <laughs> okay. You want me to start over? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Go again. Okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry. So today my esteemed guests are... Martin and Andy from the UK band The Room. Do you want to say hi, hey. guys? Hey, how you going? Yeah, hi, it's Martin here. Okay. Hey, Andy. All right, great. So um, you guys have a few members from progressive rock backgrounds and a few with more, say, melodic or mainstream backgrounds. Can you give us a little rundown on, you know, who comes from where and how you guys all got together? Yeah, sure. Um, Steve Anderson and myself, um, we played back in the 90s and early thousands with a band called Grey Lady Down. Yes, I've heard of um, that. I, don't, I wanted to let my audience, you know, hear about that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, GLD, we did, um, we did quite a bit from about 92 onwards. Um, I think we we're the first independent prog band to tour America down the East Coast. Um, you know, a good, a good few albums out. I think a hiatus was probably about 96, 97. Um, no, our peak, I should say, and um, yeah, we yeah we had a great time. But um, I had to leave the band because my son's illness for a while, um, and I wanted to come back once he was well again. And um, but I didn't want to get back into the real progressive rock thing where I'm fighting for space as a vocalist. So I had an idea to form something which is going to be a little bit sort of in the middle, uh, the sort of AOR stroke progressive rock. Um, Andy and I had started a project called uh, Big Fish, which was with a couple of guitarists. We just we we just write pop songs basically, uh, guitar-based pop songs, and it was great. And we got a good little recording out of it. And uh, you know, I, I like all kinds of genres, so it was good for a time. But it just wasn't cutting the mustard. So we parted from them. Um, Andrew Ray, who I was with in a band in Legacy uh, called Legacy years ago in the eighties, um, was uh, was on drums at the time and. Um, then we recruited Mr. Rowe. Over to you, Mr. Rowe. <laughs> you, uh, you actually recruited me earlier in the conversation, Martin, if you remember. Oh, um, yes, we did. Sorry. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so Martin and, Martin and I uh, and uh, Andrew Ray, Andrew Ray parted company with the, uh, with the two guitarists. And uh, the, uh, the lovely Mr. Anderson, who'd been playing guitar with Grey Lady Down, came in and started playing guitar with us. And we found a, a, a great local keyboard player called uh, Steve Checkley. His name mm -hmm. is Steve Checkley, Checkers. And he joined us on keyboards. And so uh, so was the uh, the original shape for The Room. And you're right, you know, we come from uh, all different kind of backgrounds. Martin, obviously, is neo-prog background. Steve Anderson, uh, very, very much kind of um, bonkers, jazz fusion, very odd music background. Uh, I come from a, a, a fairly straightforward, 
classic heavy rock, uh, classic rock background. Uh, Steve Checkley, hair metal, nineties hair, eighties nineties hair metal, and um, Andrew Ray at the time was uh, was obviously prog influenced, and uh, and had been working with Martin in bands when you were teenagers, Martin, weren't you? Uh, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. We started at nineteen, but Andrew's tastes has, has sort of moved on. He's, he sort of moved on into sort of rap rock and um, Lincoln Park, which I adore also. But uh, so my tastes had also changed over the years from the pro- pro- progressive side, um, getting into a lot of American new metal um, like Creed and um, and you know and that kind of stuff. So that was sort of influencing as well a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, um, we uh, we sort of got together and uh, and just started to bash out some tunes. Now it, it was either going to be a complete disaster <laughs> with all these different genres and people coming together, or it was going to work. And thank God, it sort of uh, it, you know the first few songs came together really, really well and really, really quickly. We always say that that if um, if, if you put all of those genres into into a bucket, it would turn out beige. And, uh, <laughs> and you know that would be that would just have been a real disaster. But as Martin said, it turned out really great, and uh, and we started writing for uh, the the first album, the Open Fire album. Very good album as well. Um, Thank you. Yes, I enjoy it very much. Also, Beyond the Gates is a, yeah, fantastic as well. Um, Thank you very much. I know some people. You know they they might think you aren't prog enough, but I never begrudge people when they're trying to actually you know pay the bills. Also, you know it's like it's, it's tough. It's really tough to be selling prog um, if that's all you know. Well, anyway, yeah. Tony, somebody in a in a review of uh, Beyond the Gates of Bedlam uh, the other day described this as weird, but because. It, you couldn't you couldn't do that cookie cookie cutter test and and define what genre <coughs> we actually are you know right and um and he described this as being weird because we cross over very very easily between the two uh, between the two genres of melodic rock and uh, and and prog and right. that's weird in a good sense at this point i figured i'd play a little music by the room this is carrie from their most recent album beyond the gates of bedlam released in 2015 There's a trembling in 
Again, that was Carrie, which I believe was released as a single last year. It comes from the album Beyond the Gates of Bedlam. Now back to my chat with Andy and Martin. I guess you guys describe yourself as melodic rock, I guess, but you definitely have a, a, a foot in the prog world. Some of the songs are shorter and tighter, but each album seems to have at least one or two epics that stretch out to nine or ten <laughs> minutes, right? That's so. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those those are the ones that test me really. As, as, they as test the you. Old, the oldest member of the band, Tony. Um, you know, I, I have to have a little sit down halfway through some of those. Numbers. Okay, I, that um, was part of the question. You know, how does how does it all work out in the context of the band? And do you have a lot of disagreements? You know, is there are there arguments about direction or or, the, or you know, or do you just kind of let it run? You know, go go where it, where it takes you. Uh, Which I think we just let it run. I mean, we, you know, there's been a couple of times when uh, a couple of the members have thought, mm, "This isn't, this isn't really going, up, you know, going anywhere." And um, uh, you know, a song, the book, for instance. Um, I just loved, loved the start of it, and I thought Steve Anderson bit. It was really happy, clappy. It was, it was, it was just so different. I thought this, this has got something. But we struggled like there's no tomorrow. And some of the guys are saying, "This isn't going anywhere." I'm going, "No, stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it." It is going to work. I had an idea in my head, which being a singer and not a very good instrumentalist was finding really difficult to put over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, but I just, uh, I just pulled rank, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled rank. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake! Now you're absolutely right, and uh, we, we, we don't actually have that much, that many fallings out, really, do we, Martin? It's, it's, we're, uh, we're, we're a good bunch of mates. 
and uh, really enjoy you know really enjoy each other's company, have a right laugh, mostly at Martin's expense, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and just enjoy the whole writing process. Um, it's funny you talk about the book, um, the beginning of the book, Martin. If you remember, we actually had to change it because it, we had just rewritten the Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just sat there with, oh my God, I used to leave a mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of how that can happen. I do a little bit of this on the side, but nothing like what you guys are doing. So, uh, do you think that being older and having been around the block, so to say, um, helps with that in that regard, you know, where you just, you know, when you're like 20 and you're in a band or whatever, you're like banging heads with people. And now that it's just more, you know, more laid back, maybe you don't. Have as much piss and vinegar, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're certainly not angry young men, Tony. If right. that's what, right? If that's what the answer you're looking for is, um, I, I guess. I guess there is some degree of uh, a truth in that. Um, Just we have more been, mature, been, you know. Yeah, we are more mature about stuff. No, no. Yes, you are. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's still frustrating sometimes. Um, well, you still, you know, still very easy to get frustrated in this industry. Yeah, with uh, uh, some of the um, uh, some of the people around you uh, it can be very, very frustrating, and it's very easy to uh, to uh, to lose any sense of um, uh, calm <laughs> in those <laughs> situations. Yeah, uh, but. Um, a lot of things are, yeah, I mean, a lot of things are promised, and, but um, sometimes they just don't materialize for one, you know, you know, one thing or another, and um, it does, it does get very frustrating, but I mean, my particular view is that I'm, you know, I've, I've been around the block, I've got, been of a certain age, I've played some great venues in the past, you know, been, played in Europe, played in America, and I'm thinking now, just take it as far as it'll go, and it, and it doesn't really fuss me that much um you know if something happens great but i'm not going to get all feisty and upset about it because there's no point no. You know, it's just um if you know if something you know if a really good support tool comes along or somebody wants to bring us over to the united states of america at any point um, that, <laughs> yeah. um for anybody in out there who would like to see us play in the united states in uh, pennsylvania um, then uh, we, are, we we will be willing to do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have that kind of pull, you know, <laughs> not yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> Good man, Good man Tony. Yeah, anyway, um, no, but, no, but we, you know, it's just, we just take it as it comes. I mean, if something great happens, if something bombs out, we've got the maturity to deal with it. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Progzilla, bringing you the best progressive music has to offer. Hi everyone, this is Luca of the Baroque Project and you are listening to Prog Watch. Let's take another break and hear some more melodic prog from The Room. This one comes from their previous album, Open Fire, which was released in 2012. It's called Screaming Through the Noise. Last time I saw your face 
That was Screaming Through the Noise by The Room from their 2012 album Open Fire. Now back to the interview with Martin and Andy of the band. You guys do seem to gig a lot, at least compared to some of the other prog bands. You know, I follow you guys. I've been friends with Andy on Facebook for a while, and I see when the gigs are coming up and stuff. So uh, what do you got coming up in the months ahead? Well, look, Tony, we are very, very much a live band. Uh, very much a live band. We can we can translate everything we do on uh, on the albums into the uh, the live arena, and uh, it you know it just it just works, and we're really comfortable with that. And and Martin certainly Martin and I uh, just love being on stage. I, I talk about us because the other boys aren't here, but we absolutely adore being on stage and uh, in front of a, in front of a crowd. So um, so yeah, coming up, we've got a really significant show coming up on October the twenty third at a venue in the Midlands, the middle of the country, uh, called the Robin Two, and uh, that's uh, very significant for us because we're going to be filming the show. We've got multiple cameras coming in, uh, uh, a load of camera crews. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a very high quality audio recording of the show as well, <coughs> and we're going to be releasing that on DVD early in uh, the early in the spring. Great, great. That'll be something to look forward to then. Um, how about a studio album? Anything in the works on that front? Are you pretty much focusing on doing the live project right now? The, the I, li- yeah. Go Sorry. on, Martin. Yeah, I think um, we're just basically concentrating on the live DVD at the moment. It's you know, it's it's a, it's something we you know you know we haven't done before, so we really really want to get it right. I think after that, I think we're almost in agreement that we're just going to basically. Uh, sit, you know, sit low for a while, get in the studio and get some songs written. Um, uh, you know, play the odd show here and there maybe, uh, but I think the real concert, we've got to concentrate on album three. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, we have to decide, what, you know, what approach we're going to take to it. Um, I don't want that, you know, I want to try and look at other, you know, other things we can do. I just don't want to repeat, you know, repeat what, what, of one and two really um so i've got ideas um about you know you know the things we could maybe try and just see and see what else we can fuse in there and um you know and, and uh and get going well do you have anything <laughs> to add andy on the, the, the writing a new yeah. album front or you know yeah i will yeah martin's right we uh we our real our real focus is on uh on this dvd project uh we've never done a uh a live dvd i've n- i've never had uh, anything on high quality video that is of uh, is of me on stage after all these years, and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to doing that. We're, t- we're talking about some other ideas with uh, with the uh, the audio recording that we can perhaps uh, from the show that we can perhaps do some uh, do some uh, maybe a, a, a live EP or something like that afterwards. Mm-hmm. But then the real focus is on getting down and getting on with the uh, with album three, which. We've kind of, kind of penciled a, a release of spring 2018, probably. Okay. 
it's going to take us, you know, it's going to take us a year to to write and record. It's an <laughs> yeah, yeah, two, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say seventeen. We're going to get our fingers out. Of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, personally, I think it might might be a little sooner than that because we do write quite quickly. Um, so when we get going, um, so well, well, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah. uh, but it is penciled in for then, yeah. Yeah, it is. And and so as a result of that, as Martin suggested, uh, I think. Uh, and, and you said, Tony, we do we do a lot of shows. Well, I think in 2017 there will be fewer, but hopefully bigger shows that yeah. we're going to be doing. Yeah. And uh, you know, if the if the right support came along, then you know we'd uh, we'd stop everything and and jump on board with uh, with the right support. But those are really difficult to get and yeah. inevitably cost money as well. Yeah, that's. I think we're going to concentrate um, probably just to start writing, but really put some work into. The uh, UK festival scene. Um, we played some quite, quite really nice festivals this year um, in the summer, and um, we took a step up in the in the world of festivals, um, playing slightly bigger festivals. So we're going to try and cash in on that a little bit, and um, you know, and push and push for a few more. So I think that's probably where our concentration of shows are going to be. Um, with you know, you know, in the summer, hopefully, with a good four or five tracks under our belt for you know, you know, for the new album going into that. Yeah, what is what is your writing process like? That's a good question. It definitely is because I know the way I do it with my little project is kind of backwards from everybody else, more or less. It's it, it, I sit down and start making up some music, and then the singer, my friend, the singer Nelson Piles, he comes along and he'll write, he'll just write stuff to fit what I did. And, and early mm. on, I even would try to say, well, do you want an extra this part or that part, you know, because you hear something different, but he just always like seems to make it fit just whatever I give him, which is kind of backward. Well, you say seems. that, Tony. No, you say that. It's not. I mean, that's, that is kind of the way we work as well. Um, somebody will come into, into a rehearsal studio with an idea, uh, whether it's uh, Steve, uh, either of the Steves or myself or whatever, and uh, and we'll just play around with it, jam around with it, and and Martin is absolutely brilliant at just busking lyrics and uh, and coming up with stories that fit. Just all, on all the, right on the scene, just start making yeah. it up. Absolutely, absolutely, and we record every session so that we've always got a, a huge back catalogue of bits. Oh yeah, forgot about that. We're gonna have to look through all that. Yeah, we are. We've got <laughs> we've got we've got a server full of great great stuff. That um, that we can just dip in and out of, and yeah. uh, and inspire us to, to to write more stuff. I mean, we've got we've got three or four minutes from the last album that a, a piece that didn't make it um, because it didn't quite fit what what we were going to do. So we've we've got that ready to roll, and it's and it's nice. It yeah. really is nice. Yeah, it is. But it didn't fit with the song that we, that we were trying to do. But we've kept it, and uh, you know that might be rolled out on album three. So we've got bits, bobs. <laughs> Yeah, we have, and that, it, it's a, it's a really easy process for us. It's easy process. It's a really straightforward process, and uh, a bit because we we all just bounce off each other, and it and it, wor- it works kind of really well. And as I said, Martin's uh, Martin's ability to create uh, stories. If you, if you look at or listen to any of the uh, any of the tracks on both of the albums, you'll discover that there's a story behind every one of them. Whether it's uh, like screaming through the noise on the first album. That's a story all about. Well, it's a, a real story all about uh, the the uh, the emotional journey that Martin's family went through when uh, when uh, Joshua, his his uh, son, was diagnosed with retinoblastoma, uh, childhood eye cancer. 
all, all the way through to uh, um, something off the new album, uh, My Friend Jack, uh, which, which, was, uh, which was a song written about uh, Martin's childhood in Scunthorpe in the east, uh, east of the UK. Not teens. Teens childhood, sorry, I'm wrong. Teen, teenhood, uh, where uh, in the local pub uh, there was a, a, a guy who was... You tell the story, Martin. Yeah, he was there. He was a guy that um, uh, would partake of any uh, particular substance that was uh, passed in front of him. <laughs> and one particular night, he was absolutely off his nut and um, trying to convince me while I stood in the pub. I'd only just got there. I'd only had about a, you know, a beer or two. He tried to convince me to go to this place called Aki's Warren in the little town up north, which is a, which is a little rocky wooded area within the town because he was convinced there was a wolf living in there. <laughs> <laughs> And he's going, come on, come on, there's a, well, yeah, there's a wolf, I've seen it. Hey, man, there's a wolf, man. <laughs> Cheech and Chong revisited. Yeah. Yeah. He's never Dobbo. I said, Dobbo, no, you haven't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's north of England. We don't have wolves. Probably a cat. But as I said, every, every song on, on, on the album uh, has, has got a great story behind it. So yeah. someone comes in with a with a part of a song or something, you guys start like jamming it. Is what you're saying is almost more yeah. like a live thing, and then Martin yeah. can actually just start on yeah, the spot. Very, very much so. Um, I think there's probably only one or two songs that have worked in reverse, where Martin's um, Martin came to me with the melody for 16 Tons on the first album, and uh, and I put that together with Steve Anderson, and uh, and it just developed from there. But it, that was <coughs> excuse me, that was based on the melody that Martin brought in. Um, but normally it is that way around. It is, it is the, uh, the, one of the guys will start something and, and we'll just jam it. And, uh, then, uh, then up pops an amazing lyric and, and, uh, you know, a great chorus. We are, we are really song based, Tony. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the real difference between us and the, and a lot of the, the other inverted commas prog bands is that, that our songs are definitely hook based and prog based, uh, uh hook based and, um, song based, you know? great yeah. choruses yeah yeah catchy and like i said i don't begrudge anybody that i'm if you can be you know somewhat progressive and inventive at least more so than your typical pop stuff that's on the radio you know and have have some interesting and challenging musical sections and you know then so i mean well great if it's catchy you know people will like it then and listen to it yeah. you know yeah yeah exactly i mean i've got people who don't like prog who think it's a great album and they love it and they don't realise that they're listening to elements of progressive rock, you know, which is which is fine. Right. Um, but I've, you know, I mean, I've done my prog thing. You know what I mean? I've done mm. it for nearly 10, 12 years, and um, you know, uh, on stage doing doing a thirty-five minute piece of the crime with the, you know, you know, the GLD was not something that I was particularly looking forward to anymore. There's yeah. only so much tambourine you can rattle, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just go off stage um, or. I just mime or something. I don't know. Play dominoes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cards, read a paper. Um, but yeah, and I'd done all that. But I just wanted something that was more, you know, a little more accessible, in place, a little bit more accessible, a little yeah. bit more catchy. But not. But I didn't want it to be just simple. It right. had to have a little bit of complexity behind it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's it's certainly not that cookie cu- cookie cutter AOR um, template, is it? It's yeah. it's a lot. There's, there's more interesting bits to it, and I'm glad it challenges people mm. to, to put us into a, you know, a pigeonhole because they can't. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good, that's a good thing, really. I think it is. Yeah, 
Mm. No, absolutely, absolutely agree with you. I think pigeonholing. That, I think the whole genre thing is 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 so so difficult to deal with. Yeah, uh, I think it ruined music to some degree. Yeah, right. And AOR or what A and R guys, I guess. I mean, you know, like if you ever saw that thing about uh, Aerosmith, the making of Pump or whatever. Or that John Kolodner's telling them they got to have a song that sounds exactly like the hit on their last album, you know? And it's just like, they turned into like a, a factory, in my opinion, of just cranking out the same song. It was basically the same song over, oh, here's here's the latest Aerosmith power ballad, you yeah, know? Yeah, same as ZZ Top, if you ask me. You know, it just... Yeah. It's what happened to ZZ Top. Dreadful. Dreadful. What a shame. Yeah, so... so there we are. You know, maybe the fact that there aren't a and r guys and and the mm. labels don't control it so much anymore because you know well i guess a lot of the money's run out of it but to me it seems like maybe there's a little more freedom you know to do different things because it is more of an independent kind of thing nowadays yeah i mean i've just been watching i've just been watching uh mtv actually uh upstairs um there's just a thing on this uh you know that you know the, the the history of rap metal Mm-hmm. And I thought it's two genres. I know it's nothing to do with what we do, but it's you know it's two genres which have moved, merged, and some of it I think is a bit. Ugh. But there is some absolutely wonderful pieces out there that got humour. It's got you know it, it's yeah it's got it's got dance dance rhythms. It's you know it's got a heavy beats behind it, and it's just that melding which people could do now with all kinds of different genres. And you know, I, and I like that because it brings some, you know, it brings some, some something new to the table. Time for another tune. Now let's hear "She Smiles" from the latest Room album, "Beyond the Gates of Bedlam."
That was She Smiles from the latest album by The Room, 2015's Beyond the Gates of Bedlam. This is Progzilla. Now let's finish the interview. I think we're also, uh, I think we're also lucky, Martin, aren't we, with uh, with our record label, Bad Elephant Music, in so much as David is uh, the, the boss at Bad Elephant, is uh, really into uh, not pigeonholing his label. Yeah. Um, there right. is an awful lot of prog on there, but he is he is really keen on and just broadening the boundaries of uh, of the the catalogue, and uh, is really really encouraging about what we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little familiar with David. Yeah, he's in our uh, Progzilla admin group, and uh, yeah, we get all the good, the good bad elephant stuff. The good bad elephant. <laughs> <laughs> you mean some bad? It's bad all elephant? good. No, it's all good. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I love what he's doing there. You know, uh, mm. I have a little contact with a guy named Nick Katona, also with his oh uh, Nick melodic, oh, melodic oh. revolutions records. That's Mr. Katana, yeah, we remember them well. Yeah, no, he uh, bless him. He was he was uh, fantastic for us in uh, in releasing Open Fire, the first album which we released on uh, Melodic Revolution. Okay, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed his really enjoyed his company online. So yeah, great fun. Yeah, he seems to be doing a little bit of the same kind of thing. He's got quite a stable over there of some interesting stuff that some of it pushes the boundaries, kind of. Yeah, there are there are some stuff with an awful lot of notes in it. That <laughs> just as, as an old as an elder gentleman, it confuses me listening to all that stuff. But uh, um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's doing really well over there, and we wish him well. So, guys, have anything else you wanted to go over? Well, well no, there's uh, no, there's going to be the long EP Charlie Boyle before then. Um, oh, for goodness sake! <laughs> <laughs> this, Martin... I have this um, I have this uh, this concept piece that I've been writing called Charlie Boyle. Okay, and it's about um, it's it's about a hoarder, basically, and it's about he charts his life through to him being barricaded in his house because he's just surrounded by stuff. Yeah. And um, I've been writing writing yeah. this for a little while, and it's um, uh, I've given it to. Uh, Steve, the guitarist, who doesn't quite know what to do with it yet. <laughs> He's got the vocal melody, but but there's all kinds of other bits that, that I want to put on it as well. But anyway, it's work in progress. It, yeah, it's been work in progress for a year. Every time Martin mentions it, we all turn our backs and pretend to be listening to something else. It's really funny. <laughs> it will be done. What about Charlie Boyle? Have you seen the weather? It's really cool. I don't know. It sounds like an interesting concept. Uh, do you have that show over there, that Hoarders? Hoarders show, the yeah. Show, the show, the television do. show? Yeah, we we have something similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I've seen the US ones on um, on the on the cable channels, but yeah, yeah. some of those yeah, people are nuts. They are, they're, yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, some of these guys, it's just incredible what they find. You know, in in there, it's just like oh god, they're like climbing over stuff to get into yeah. a room. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah I got a little here. clutter, you know, but jeez. Well, we had one guy here who, who collected primarily newspapers, and it, it was like a rabbit warren. You have to go through tunnels to his house. Wow. <laughs> I can't imagine it. Just floor-to-ceiling newspapers and magazines. <laughs> yeah. Even just the uh, fire hazard, you know? Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah, man. Aside from that uh, gig on the 23rd, you sent me a promo spot for that, right? I'm going to try to make sure I play that. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, yeah. thank you. 
Okay, and how about next year? You mentioned some uh, festivals. What What do you got your yeah. eyes on? Yeah, we've um, we haven't quite firmed anything up, but there's a lot of really good, we we have a plethora of the you know small, medium size, medium large size festivals uh, you know over here which uh, do break a lot of newish bands and you know the smaller bands uh, you know if you like we've we're creating a, a list of those to sort of hit again. Uh, there's a couple of local festivals around here. I mean, they pull about maybe seven to ten thousand people, fifteen thousand people. Um, over you know over a weekend and um, you know they're really just good fun to play. Um, you know you just go up there for the weekend, you pitch up, you play, and um, then you just enjoy enjoy the rest of the festival. And we look at it as just being really really good fun and breaking our music to new people. Um, and that's basically what we're going to you know be, uh, try to concentrate on, on in the summer. There's a couple of other festivals which are more specific to our genre, if you like, if we have got a genre, um, which we're also <laughs> try and, and land as well. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think summer's end and the Prague before Christmas, and you guys seem to have a handful of them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. we have yeah. Uh, we have Rosfest and Nearfest, I guess. Yeah, we would lo- we would absolutely love to come and play Rosfest. Yeah, oh. have, a, have a word with that nice George chappy, and, uh, <laughs> and, and tell him your your boy is the room. The room they'll be coming. They'll be coming over. <laughs> hey, maybe someone will hear it and uh, try to make that happen. Someone out there listening <laughs> right we now. We would be all over it. All over it. We I haven't been. It's it's almost in my backyard. I mean, it's probably only an hour or two from my house. Well, maybe more like two hours from my house. But I'm going to try to really make it next year. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me. No You're very welcome. And uh, yeah, Andy, what a voice you got there, you know? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, you got that He's nice voice. of a man. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I do. That's what pays the bills. I love uh, that kind of stuff on advertising in the U.S., especially the infomercials. They're full of British guys. Yeah, they you are. Know, they really are. Ab bloody... You know, exercises and all that kind of stuff. I used to love infomercials in the US. It's great. They <laughs> <laughs> go on for weeks. <laughs> but are they are they really British? One, really British. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hello. Yeah. No, no, no. Hello. We're in New York. They had a guy from Birmingham. Oh right. Slight Birmingham accent. He's British, like Birmingham, like checkers. Occasionally drifts into it. And he was selling—he was selling a blender or something. He just went. I was just sat there, captivated by this. I'll stick your oranges in here. <laughs> he was like that. Yeah. <laughs> there was some guy over here, Anthony something or other. He was Anthony—I uh, forget. He was selling all kinds of hawking like uh, cleaners and stuff, and almost like that. Uh, what's the Billy Mays was a big one, but he wasn't—he wasn't English. But yeah, he died. But this guy was kind of taking Billy Mays's place, you know. Just hawking all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, you know, but wait, you know, you, you're yeah. also going to get wait, this. there's more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wait, yeah, that's it. Oh, how how much it. How much would you pay? Now how yeah. much would you pay? Yeah. 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 We, we get them over here, but you guys knock it out of the park. I yeah. you. <laughs> well, it's good, you know, <laughs> leading the world in crappy infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. I guess we have to take what we can get anymore these days. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What more crap are they going to come up with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. All Good right. I'm going to get my dinner. Indeed. 
Same here. All right. It's been great talking to you. I, like I said, I appreciate it. And uh, it'll probably be a couple of weeks, but it'll definitely be before that, that gig you have coming up. So I'll make sure to put that spot in here. Thank Thanks. you very much. All right. Great talking to you, Martin and Andy, both. Thank you very much indeed. And cheers, thank guys. You. That concludes our interview. We had a good time, and I would like to thank Andy and Martin for making the time to chat with me. Now let's hear one more tune from the boys. This is The Book, which also comes from Beyond the Gates of Bedlam. Just open the book and-
Once again, that was The Room with The Book from their latest album, Beyond the Gates of Bedlam, from last year. Hi, this is Andy Rowe, bass player from The Room here. We just wanted to let you know about a show that we're playing at the Robin 2 Bilston near Wolverhampton on Sunday the 23rd of October. We're going to be filming the show for release on DVD in the new year. Now, if you'd like to come along, we've priced the tickets at just £10. And if you buy one, you get a second free of charge. On the door price is £14 each, so that's a great advance deal. Tickets are available now from The Robin 2. Anyone purchasing a DVD in advance at the show will get their name in the credits at the end of the programme. You could also enter the competition being run by our great friends at rock and metal magazine Fireworks, where you could win your own interview segment on the programme. To find out more, check out this month's edition. Thanks so much, and we hope to see you there. That's The Room at The Robin 2, October the 23rd. 
all this time we were talking to Martin Wilson, who was in the band Grey Lady Down with Steve Anderson, and I realized that I've never played that band before on this show. So while we are in the neighborhood, so to speak, let's finish with one from Grey Lady Down. This is called Sliding, and it comes from Grey Lady Down's 1999 album, Fear.
Again, that was sliding from Grey Lady Down's 1999 album, Fear. That band featured Martin Wilson, who we were talking to, who's now in the room, and Steve Anderson, also in the room. And I figured we'd play a little while we were here. And please remember that if you like what you hear on the show, go to the artist's web pages and support them. In fact, there's an easy way for you to get to their web pages through my web page, progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H.com, no hyphen in there. Has uh, Aside from being able to listen to the show, you can also link directly to artist's web pages. I've put active links in the postings on my site so that if you like an artist from a particular show, you can go straight to their web page and find out more about where you can buy some of their music because it's getting hard to make a buck these days in this industry and we really need to support the artists as much as we can. And while you're at it, why don't you support your friendly neighborhood local prog squatch? If you like the show, you can always go and like the Facebook page, prog-watch on Facebook. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at ProgSquatch, P-R-O-G-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H. In both cases, you'll be kept in the loop a little bit on some of the latest prog news. And I also do a daily classic album, which sometimes gets a little bit of interplay going with some of the other people who follow me and who I follow. So, uh, yeah, if you like the show, you might enjoy that. And one more thing, you can always email me. It's progsquatch, all one word, P-R-O-G-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. If you want to suggest bands, uh, tell me you liked a particular show, tell me you didn't like something, tell me I got something wrong on a show, whatever it is, just uh, email me. I'd love to hear from you. So that's about all we have time for this week. So I'd like to remind you once again to prog on, my brothers and sisters. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.